and we are live. That's live for us anyways, and you're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour, and I'm your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. Let's get it on. Put my face in the dirt on the ground, still I raise up to take back the crown, yes, you can break my body, but you can't lock the soul of a man down. As I lay, as I lay. Please God, watch over the nation and watch over Kansas City. What's going on, everybody? I'm sitting here at home, as I think most of you guys are. Typically, we would be at the Brookside Parade, and I'm wearing my green right now. All my kids are still wearing all their green stuff, but we're obviously not at the parade. Not a big deal today since it became a rainy day anyway. It's raining out here in Kansas City, so not typical, ideal parade weather. Hey, man, we're coming off one of the most historic weeks in recent memory. The only thing I think that can compare is 9-11. I remember right after 9-11, I was in college and I went down to work in the library. I worked in the library and they had all the TV set up in the library and they were showing footage of the planes crashing into the towers. And it was just a surreal moment. One of those moments in time that you really can't wrap your head around. And it's difficult for a lot of people to wrap their head around this. I had kind of been mentally preparing myself for all this. I had went to a fish fry. You know, I'm Catholic, but my Jewish friend, Corey, shout out to Corey Hockler, invited me to the Catholic church near his house to go to a fish fry. And I seen all the people there and I said, in a couple of weeks, all of this is going to be empty. And we probably shouldn't have been at a group meeting that big that long ago. Cat's out of the bag now. Okay. So what I mean by that is we're not containing coronavirus. And this is in a downer. I'm not trying to put out a bad message. I just think that we need to start mentally preparing ourselves. And the thing that you need to prepare yourself for is that obviously life is going to change dramatically, already has, okay? The cancellation of the NCAA tournament has a huge impact on the male psyche, especially both male and female, but I know a lot of guys that live in the sports world and it is their escape to politics. So they escape from the day-to-day politics, they escape from work by watching sports, and now that has been ripped from their everyday lives, It is a small sacrifice in the grand scheme of things, okay? And KU was going to run that tournament, all right? They were just solid. They were unbeatable. That was the best team I've seen in 10 years out of KU. And so it's small in the grand scheme of things because here's some predictions for you. We are already in a recession. People thinking that we're going to, in a month, bounce out of this thing, we have put a global economic slowdown into motion. Our response to the virus has been really bad 
It's been bungled. And now we are just going to experience the wave. So look for a huge economic downturn. Recession at the very least. I've heard talks of depression. I've never lived through a depression. I don't know what that is like. But I have some experience with the recession. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs. It's going to be very difficult to find work in this environment. People are going to be hurting financially. Stocks are going to take another steep plummet and then bottom out and stay steadily at that low for the foreseeable future. Schools across the nation are going to be canceled or postponed for sure. My kids are on spring break. They haven't told them they're not coming back. I'm pretty much guaranteeing they're not coming back. And it's too little too late, okay? The social distancing is merely to slow down the progression of the virus, but it's already among us. It's going to keep spreading. It's going to infect a lot of people. Worst case scenario, we see a lot of the older folks that we all know and love succumbing to this thing, perhaps. I don't know, but that's what the evidence is saying, okay? So I worry a lot about my mother. I worry a lot about my neighbors. I worry a lot about family members, great-grandparents, grandparents, because I don't know if their immune system can handle what this virus is going to bring. And even at the very least, they're going to become very ill from it. Possibly young, healthy people can become very ill from it. But from all indication, that's what's going to happen, okay? And they're going to limit movement around And I don't know if that's going to have a huge effect on it. It's the least that we could do at this point. The tests are coming. Testing is coming. But at that point, what is it? It's just going to tell us the numbers. It's not going to slow this thing. We needed testing from the very beginning so that we could isolate and really get a handle on this thing. And this thing is going to unfold very slowly. That's the worst part of it is that it's not this immediate impact that we're going to feel like 9-11 was we had that immediate impact and then we were able to come to grips with it over the following weeks and months. This thing is going to unfold over weeks and months. We still haven't seen the worst of it. Shout out to my boy, Joe. Joe wanted to reach out and say as a message for us to all pray for humanity and not to act like savages. That's super important. You know, we have to remember that we are can be our own worst enemies. And so I want folks to let this bring out the best in us, okay? And I hope we learn a lot from this. This That's the one thing is that we're going to learn a lot about ourselves through this. And you know what? As bad as this thing is, it could have been so much worse, you know? And I know it's really bad for older folks, and I know they're really scared. I wonder what it would have been if it had been the opposite. And there's ageism involved, of course. People assume that because you're an older person that, oh, you've already lived your life or something like that. And had this thing been killing children, I just wonder if the response would have been a little bit more more immediate. I don't know. That's just speculation. But we're at this point now, and we can't take it lightly anymore. Moving forward, there's got to be some serious changes to our health system, serious changes, 
serious changes in our response. And we may have to take this thing out of the president's hand and just leave it to the scientists and the doctors to have immediate reactions to things because things just moved way too slow. We were so far behind on this thing and we're still behind. Okay, so a lot of people are going to suffer due to that. And I just, you know, one thing that I, and I, I was, this is a fair criticism. A fair criticism that I had of the Obama administration was that Obama was not able to reach across the aisle. And people said, well, he has too much pushback. You know, he's not getting the cooperation because they don't like him. I go, it doesn't matter. He, it's a flaw in whatever it is that he's doing that he can't reach across the aisle and make friends with those guys the Republicans, they can't get together to pass legislation. It was gridlock. That was a testament to his leadership at that point. You could say whatever you want. You could give whatever excuse you want. I fucking hate excuses, okay? So if you have an excuse for why Obama couldn't reach across the aisle, I don't want to hear it. The fact is that he wasn't able to do it. Well, a fair criticism of what we've seen out of this president currently is a lack of leadership, okay? And this is a a perfectly valid criticism, is that the man did not look like a leader last week. He looked scared. He looked confused. He didn't have a plan. And he was worried more about his presidential hopes than he was about the health of the country. And to me, that is a massive lapse in leadership And it was almost as if the mask had come off and we saw the man's true character. I don't give a fuck. I'd call balls and strikes, okay? So I'm not leaning one way or the other. If he had stepped up and did this great fucking response, this great speech, rallied the troops, got everything going, I would have fucking said so, man. He didn't. Okay, there's still time for him to somehow redeem himself in this response, but fuck, man, if you could fuck up anything any worse, and that's real shit. I just call him like I see him, man. Guys, I hope that you were ahead of things and you're not rushing to the store right now. Be nice to each other. Don't go crazy. You know, help out your neighbors. Older folks right now are scared. They might not even be telling you, but they are, man. Have some empathy. Have some sympathy for them. Do FaceTiming. You know, call up your grandmother or your mother on FaceTime. Let her see the kids. Let her talk to the kids. Everybody. We all need to come together on this, man. And I know it seems like I'm being hard, but you know, that's heavy's the head that wears the crown, okay? So right now, I think the criticism is warranted. And we are going to get through this, man. So crack you a beer. Drink you some whiskey. Smoke a little something if you need to. Whatever it is, man. Enjoy this weekend. Enjoy this time that we have on this planet. And come Monday, if you're not already working, let's get back to work. Let's help each other out. Let's do our part. Look for you can add whatever it is that you can do, even if it's just helping with the social distancing. You know, sending some letters to some folks in in retirement homes, reaching out to your grandparents, reaching out to your parents, let people know you love them, seize the day, and with that, I will catch you on the motherfucking flip side, I'm out, God bless.
Down the sleeve, Down sleeve. Play the Lord I sold the key, key. Fall in once Rest in peace, peace. Please God Watch, Watch over, over me. me As I lay